A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary care plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com 200 episodes of AEW Dynamite and I suppose we must have covered every single one which kind of makes me feel like we're closer to death what I don't know what we're talking about but this is why it was so damn cool that brand new wrestling promotion was born because we've got to see it evolve from the start. AEW also had a bunch of clips highlighting everything they've done over the last four years or so, and the old entrance tunnels were back. As the t-shirt said, it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs, episode, I don't know, like 7,966, because wrestling never ends. And in fact, there's more shows every single year. <laughs> what a crazy train to be a part of. But let's take the finger of power and give the good bits an up. And the bad bits are down. We got right into it too because it was story time. Because here came Chris Jericho, here came Takeshita, they were taking on Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, who of course are part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. So we're just watching this die right in front of our eyes. It also kind of ties into what AEW has been doing recently, because from the very tippity top of the card all the way through to the opening match, you have angles that we can invest in. Because of course, what is going to happen with Chris Jericho and his buddies? You've got to watch and find out. We also began with Chris and Sammy, which made all the sense in the world, because don't forget episode one of AEW Dynamite, they came together to form the inner circle. And you know what they did here. They engaged in a chop battle. So you just hear that sound for a while. There was a little bit of a diss too, though, because when Sammy and Daniel Garcia worked together, they did the sex pose when Daniel started doing his grinding. So the catcher tagged in and he started doing a little wiggle too before he absolutely wrecked this guy. And I tell you, I like heel Takeshita. He's got a real aggressive edge. Not Adam Copeland. Don Callis, who was at ringside, was then interfering, although we made it very clear that Chris Jericho hadn't realized this. Although it didn't help anyway, because he went for the lion's salt and Garcia got his knees up. It meant that Dan Dan was able to get the hot tag to Sammy, who went absolutely crazy. I mean, he was just seeing all of these dives, because they do sponsor 2023 Wrestling. When they got back in the ring, he hit this ludicrous frog splash. I was like, man, when he goes backstage and he sees all his frog friends, they're going to be super proud. Dan then took out Chris as Guevara and Takeshita got back into it. When, yes, Takeshita hit the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. And did it win or do any kind of damage? No. No, it didn't. Sam still got up when he killed Chris Jericho with the Spanish fly, but Chris was having none of that because when Garcia also got back into the mix, he got hit with the code breaker. Like, <laughs> this is like super fun 9000. Guevara would not calm down either because he hit this insane shooting star press to the outside, which ruined Takeshita. This is when referee Aubrey Edwards was like, well, I better look at what's happened over here because that was nuts, which is when Don looked to his left, he looked to his right, he got Floyd the baseball bat... 
Yeah, you already know what happened. Because he just smashed Garcia with it, and this time Jericho did see it, but it meant he was torn, much like Natalie and Brudia. Because does he make the pin, or does he do what the righteous man would do? Well, turned out he chose to be an asshole and he covered him for the one, two, three. I don't think the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society are going to like that, but it's such a nice little story wrinkle because now you're like, well, are the JS going to break up? What is Chris Jericho doing? The only way to find out is to tune in using your television set. I am giving it up. Tony Khan then thanked us for watching 200 episodes of Dynamite. And I was like, you are very welcome, Mr. Khan. When we also had this video highlighting everything we have done over the last few days... This is wonderful. It was just nice. I'm happy that wrestling continues to grow. We also then cut to the back where Rennie Paquette was like, Jericho, what the flub were you doing? When Daddy Magic walked in and he was in super serious mode and he was like, next week, Jericho Appreciation Society meeting and it's mandatory that everybody attends. So we are going to get something in seven days. When we just brought what would be a Reddit thread to life. Because we were indeed going to do the face-to-face between Jack Perry and Jerry Lynn. And yeah, the former Jungle Boy came out. He's like, listen, Jerry, you better get your ass out here so I can whoop it. When Lynn did appear, he was like, look, I'm just going to stay up here by the entranceway. Because if I do get in a squared circle and I beat you up, I may be arrested because <laughs> that's child abuse. I mean, that was a good line. But also, I was like, Jerry, that wouldn't happen. They'll have his birth certificate and they'll know it's not true. He also admitted the reason he can't do much is because he's not medically cleared. And honestly, just go and Google this. Poor Jerry Lynn has a laundry list of injuries because he gave so much. But that's okay because he does have a bunch of friends, some of which used to be an ECW. The fans instantly knew where this was going, as did I. And I could feel it all bubbling up in my tootsie toes when Walk by Pantera hit. And that's right, Rob Van Dam made his AEW debut. The best thing about that is it's probably the first time that song has been used as his theme and it was properly licensed. I mean, even in 2023, the guy still gets mad reactions. Even though Jack Perry ran away to begin with, he then tried to jump RVD, who basically smashed him in the face. (laughs) Do you know what Jungly Jim did? He literally hid behind a child. I don't care, man. I like this new character. I do believe that we are going to do this match next week, too. So that is it. You can come up with any scenario you want in 2023. And there's a good chance it will actually happen. And I tell you, this is like McDonald's. I am totally loving it. Keep giving me these absolute crazy matches from nowhere. I'm pumped, man. Giving it up. We then had a really cool video reminding you that our main event this evening is Tony Storm versus Sheeda for the AEW Women's Championship when we did get that match we advertised from last week. Because it was Trent versus John Moxley versus Penta. And that's right, it was also Anything Goes. This is when AEW continues to tick that box because there is no other promotion on the planet that gives you a stipulation and then lives up to it. Because again, it was Anything is allowed in this match. So I think they, quite frankly, did everything. Of course, we started with dives because we must appease our 2023 wrestling sponsors when Penta was like, wait a minute, why are we diving? We're allowed to use weapons. So he got this trash can. He was just murking everyone. He, of course, then posed for the first of 10 times because that's just what he does. When Moxie was like, oh, yeah, we are allowed to do whatever we want. So he produced a barbed wire two by four. I started to get a little bit scared. I was right to do this, too, because he grabbed Trent and he pile-drived him into this thing. I was like, a pile-driver into a damn barbed wire 2x4? Where the hell are we? Penta and Alex Abahantes then used this time to set up some tables as more backs and everything else was going into the damn 2x4. And surprise, surprise, sooner rather than later, 
Trent was bleeding. Because of course he was bleeding. That's what the human body does. I think it did piss him off though, because all of a sudden he grabbed John Moxley and did a superplex through the tables. But Penta was like, uh, excuse me, I spent a lot of time setting that up. So he then got some more wood. And that's right, Canadian Destroyer through the damn table. I was just laughing. This was all in the first five minutes. John then felt like the match was heading in the wrong direction, so he introduced thumbtacks, and of course, instantly, somebody went into these with another pile driver. So that is somebody's head going into these pins. Makes me feel oogly-boogly. But then also got a scrunchie into the thing, so I was just screaming, although Penta broke up that pin with just going burp and throwing a trash can in there. And if you believe in escalation, well, this one was about to go through the roof. Because there was just more and more violence to the point you were just laying on the floor. When Mox decided I'm done, he hit the paradigm shift onto Penta when Trent was like, I wonder if I run in and smash that guy with a running knee, what will happen? So we did it, and it did work, and Penta was still dead, so we pinned him and kind of amazingly got the one, two, three. And I was genuinely stunned. Trent never wins. I absolutely loved it, though, because one, it was Dynamite 200, so this was like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to an OG. But also, now, the next time you see one of these matches, you're going to be like, well, I assume I know who's going to win. But actually, I don't. Also, this was so wild, I'm never going to badmouth it. But even if you weren't into it, right afterwards, we got an angle. Because instantly, Mox started to choke Trent because he is insane, as Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah started to make their way to the ring. But clearly, Orange, Cassidy and Chucky T were watching because they came out to make the save. And then we got this massive brawl when all of a sudden Trent proved he was still alive and he dove into everyone. When Orange saw his opportunity... And he hit the big orange punch onto John Moxley. And I tell you, if we do that international title match at All In, well, I think that's a damn big deal. Chuck then totally lost his mind and he got on the microphone and was like, look, we just did all this fighting, but it didn't get us anywhere. So come Friday, we are challenging you, Blackpool Combat Club, to a parking lot brawl. And don't forget, the last time they did one of those was one of the matches of the year. So we're all definitely going to have to watch Rampage for that very reason. This was just excellent from top to bottom. Some good wrestling TV for your tum-tums. Giving it up. Well, I do have to thank you all as well, which does seem very timely, because again, it was Dynamite 200, because there was some very nice signs in the crowd. One was asking for a golden up, and of course, pow, you get that straight away. And another was like, Tony Khan, you should book Simon for All In. I tell you, that one always gets me. I'll just throw it out there right now. Am I ready? Yes. Am I available? Yes. Do I want to do it? You bet your ass. So let's see what we can manifest into existence. You are the best of the best. This is when Rennie Paquette was talking to RVD that confirmed we will do this match next week. And Rob was like, look, I'll win the FTW title. And as I've done before, I'll just retire it. I wouldn't be totally against that. AEW does have a lot of championships. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When it was time to send out the radical ratings, boys... Right, it was MJF and Adam Cole. Because they are just on fire at the moment. And as soon as MJF did walk down the aisle, he got a massive reaction. And we're doing it again. He is absolutely playing babyface right now. Between you and me, just on the down low. I think we should just continue it now. He's very, very good at this. He totally knows what he's doing as well, as you reminded us all that he has ADD, as well as something known as rejective sensitive disorder, which just means his brain sees the world a little bit differently. So when he was younger and when he was a kid, he used to get bullied all the time. I don't know about you, but I can totally relate to this. We've all been there. Because he was getting attacked all the time as well, he finally decided, well, if I go on the attack first, then maybe I won't keep getting hurt. This is why he's become the mega asshole, but man, he understands. Max knows he's a scumbag too, but that's because he just used to be so scared, but he's not scared anymore. Because one, the fans have shown him so much love, but also two, there's been a guy who's just been filling him with confidence, and of course that person is Adam Cole. I tell you, tears in my eyes. Just to be the ultimate good guy, he also said, well, I may be a bag of scum, but I'm your bag of scum, and everybody cheered that. And when he did introduce Cole, he made it very clear to go, this person has reminded me, you can trust other human beings. So when this goes bad, well, it's going to absolutely kill me. Cole then arrived and said how proud he was of Maxwell when MGF was like, look, I know I promised you that title match, but here's the thing. I don't just want to give you a match. I want to give you the match. So come Wembley at the end of the month. The main event is indeed going to be MJF versus Adam Cole. And look, I even have a contract for you to sign. Now, interestingly, Cole never actually read this contract, and I'm sure that is going to tie into things. But also, when they embraced and when they did the big hug, Adam Cole did that thing that he likes to do before he screws somebody over, where it looks like he's giving you a pat on the back also kind of looks like he's giving you a stab. So we are just teasing absolute madness here. We cut to the back. Roderick Strong was losing his mind. I mean, he was destroying the backstage area. I was like, Roddy, come here. I want to be that guy. But even if what you're doing is for the right intentions, you are coming across like an absolute psychopath. I mean, it's the equivalent of this. Oh, hey, Roddy, how you doing? Shut up! Matt Taven and Mike Bennett then walked in. So if you are a super wrestling nerd, there you go. There's your wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because, of course, in Ring of Honor... Adam Cole screwed them over as well. And they said this. They're like, listen, Strong, we know the deal. You can't trust that guy. He's always going here, there, and everywhere, as long as it benefits him. So indeed, this is going to be our main event for All In, and I think it's just perfect, because right now, who is more popular than this Adam Cole and MGF team? It's no one. But we also have all these seeds that we just planted, and of course, we have the CM Punk stuff. 
So I think AEW has something massive up its sleeve, and I tell you, I cannot wait. I'm also genuinely intrigued by it because there's so many directions. You could turn Adam Cole heel, and you could pair him up with Taven and Bennett and Roderick Strong, and we could go full in with the Maxwell Jacob Freeman babyface turn, or he can go dickhead again as well. There's so much to do here. This is a terrific segment. Like I say, I think it's going to rock. Give it an up. When the Elite took on Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnav Singh. Once again, 2023 is totally wild. Because the first thing we did see was Kenny Omega and Jeff Jarrett going at it. And if I had told you that a year ago, you would have come into my house and you would have given me a slap and that would have been perfectly reasonable. What the flub am I talking about? Eventually the Young Bucks got in there too and they booped around for a bit. And never forget, they are one of the best tag teams ever. But when Satnam Singh got in and Matt Jackson was in there, Matt was like, man, I made a terrible mistake so he went to tag in his brother or kenny they're like nope i don't want to have anything to do with this i absolutely love stuff like this because if we are portraying satnam as this massive monster that you don't want to get into it with this is how people should react otherwise what's the point of the character omega and lethal were then soon the sparring partners and they're so damn good we should do that singles match when all of a sudden satnam singh was casting distraction so jay went for the lethal injection but then the bucks were out and they took him and jeff jenner out with super kicks we just did everything. They then just wham Singh over and over again to try and get him to stutter when Kenny Omega came in with the V-trigger and he was actually going to try and one-winged angel this guy when, of course, Karen Jarrett was just stood on the ring apron and she was distracting the referee. And I was like, damn it, ref, come on. Sanjay Dutt then used that to whack Kenny when Jay hit the lethal combination. But this is when the Hardy Boys came out. They were also making sure we were in Shenanigan Central. But then Hangman Anna Page was here and he took up Jeff Jarrett because Double J was about to use a guitar. All of these spots are so well-timed. Lethal then realized it was do or die, so he went for a guitar shot too, but that didn't work. He got V-triggered. He got one wing and angel, one, two, three. The best part was, during the endward sequence and right afterwards, all the good guys were playing guitar. <laughs> Made me laugh. We then got a wonderful post-match promo too, as Hangman Adam Page, along with his friends, were like, yes, the rumors are true. We have re-signed with All Elite Wrestling. And I tell you why that makes me pleased, because they look super duper happy. Never forget that's the whole point. Kenny also made it very clear that no matter what the name of the marquee, AEW, Ring of Honor, Rampage, Collision, Dynamite, they will be there. So I think something big is brewing. We should all plug ourselves in. Whatever that means, let's get it up. When we perfectly justified AR Fox's actions last week. I mean, he even addressed things that we joked about. Because Swerve Prince Nana and Fox were here and they were all like, yeah, Darby Allen, you were all like, oh my gosh, AR Fox, you were so nice to me, but you didn't pick up the phone five years ago. You didn't even send a text. What took you so long? So now we've come together and we're going to destroy everybody. Strickland then told us to cut to some footage that they've recorded and my word, these two had gone to the Buddy Wayne Academy where Nick Wayne was training and they must have looked at their to-do list and at the top it said, kill Nick Wayne. <laughs> So this is what they did. Because not only did they murk some trainee to begin with, but then Swerve smashed some sort of glass plate or something over Nick Wayne's head. He was bleeding when they forced him to unlock his phone and AR Fox had a piece of glass to his neck. When Darby Allen picked up, he's like, oh, hey, Nick, how you doing? And these two are like, nah, 
It ain't him, it's us. We see you can use a phone. Why didn't you do this back in the day when AR needed an opportunity? So I'm sorry, these guys are super villains. He also said something along the lines of the demons of the past are here to get revenge. And honestly, in one week, not only have we made AR Fox a badass heel, but this group is tremendous and I absolutely want to see that tag team match. It also made me happy because I just love how many stories AEW does right now. The story, guys, we've talked about many a time. I am giving it an up. This was really, really good. We also do need to bring down the crime counter, though, which goes to 16. Because I'm 99% sure that in the real world, if you go to somebody's school and you pulverize them, you will get arrested. Somebody call the cops. And then, that's all I got. Horse noises. Because it was Aussie Open defending their Ring of Honor tag team titles against Fakingo and Commander. I don't even know how I meant to explain this stuff to you. Because they looked at physics and went, nah, who needs that? But at one point, Commander did a Hurricane Rana when he was stood on somebody else's shoulders. And then Vikingo did one where he came in horizontally and kind of spun around the place. I mean, it didn't make any sense. It was two plus two equals potato. Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis are just such beasts as well. So when these two went to do dives, they caught them and just smashed them together before they were running around. I mean, honestly, these four are such a good dual facing tag team thingamajig, which is not how I meant it to come out. You just got to go watch the match. Eventually, we also got to the craziest Canadian destroy you'll ever see when we were walking on people's backs and this crucifix bomb when, of course, the Kingo and Commander were like, well, why don't we do dual dives? And why don't we go to the top and do a double 450? So I was already going through the wrestling moves book and then I had to add to it. I've never seen that before in my life. Certainly they weren't able to pin Aussie Open and you know the deal with Commander. When he does run out of ideas, he just goes, well, I'll run the ropes again or I'll walk the ropes. This didn't work. Aussie Open absolutely wallops him before they hit the Coriolis or the Coriolis or whatever it's called. And I got the one, two, three. But this deserves a massive round of applause. It was just your dynamite crazy match and it was absolutely fantastic. Give me that. However, there was one last nugget of joy on AEW Dynamite 200, and I'll be totally honest with you, I never saw it coming, and that just made it even better. But it was for the Women's Championship, Tony Storm versus Sheena. It also goes back to our storytelling, because kind of here the outcast took it too far, and they did cost themselves the match, which we'll get to. But I don't think it mattered anyway, because in the early going, Sheena was like, Tony Storm, I'm going to whoop your ass. Saray, I'm going to whoop your ass. Ruby Soho, I'm going to whoop your ass. And at one point, she was just hurling people into Barry Barricades. To bring it down, the justice for Barry counter is up to 91. So in nine more assaults, we shall do Barry's funeral. She really was on fire until Tony remembered, wait a minute, I know all of the suplexes, which he did start busting out when Sheena was in the corner and whammo, she hit her with that hip attack, which always looks horrible. Sheena was then fed to the outcast because them and yo daughter have something going on. And of course, Roby Soho and Soraya did their dirty work. But when Storm went for another sweet cheek music, it didn't work. And Sheena came back with a German suplex. The land dead elf Irum Hals. She also got the Meteora for another near fall. And this is when I was totally buying into everything. Just when she went to the top rope, what did Ruby do? She basically knocked her from her podium and I was like, damn it. Storm then flew in to finally hit Sweet Chick Music when she also got the DD for a one-two. Oh my gosh, she kicked out. When she then connected with the Falcon Arrow, one-two kick out. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Soraya then just threw the kendo stick into the ring and while Tony Storm had it, she then grabbed it instead. And I was like, no, Sheena, you'll get disqualified. When Ruby Soho popped up on the apron, so she was like, right, that's it. And she twonked her instead. So look, they're getting their comeuppance. The referee then had to hide the evidence, but this was a terrible 
mistake because Storm then got the spray paint can. She whacked Sheeta on the head and she hit Storm Zero. And I was like, well, that's clearly it. One, two, and Sheeta kicked out. Storm was then going to go for this again because that's what you would do. It makes all the sense in the world. But when she was up in the air, Sheeta reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And if you can believe it, she got the win. She is your AEW Women's Champion. I thought this was bloody terrific. It also means on Dynamite 200, we did get a brand new champion crowned. It is an OG character and we had all the confetti. And this just made you feel, I'm going to say it again, warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum to the point it doesn't just get an up, it's getting a golden up. And that's not even because of the match. Like it was a really, really good match, but it's just everything Sheeta has done since day one. I mean, her journey has been incredible. So I suppose this is the first ever long-term golden up. We are in brand new territory. Also, sometimes on shows like this, you just want it to end with a smile on your face. AEW totally achieved this. And the whole show, I think, was geared towards that. I am giving it an up. Now, of course, you have to go into the comments and let me know what you thought about AEW Dynamite and did you like the Sheeta title win? Because there'll be one person that doesn't. There always is. When you can click this lovely video on the screen watch ups and downs from WWE Montag Night Raw. You can also like the video, share the video and subscribe and of course go to whatculture.com to keep up to date with all the latest wrestling news and follow us on social media but more importantly just go out there and seize the day my friends because what else are we here for? Sounds like a good plan to me. Take care of yourself. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.